kind of old-fashioned cop who preferred working the streets and making arrests to taking tests toward promotion. He was the closest thing New York had to a dirty Harry. This is One Tough Podcast. Here's your host, Bo Deedle. I'm here with Bo Deedle and One Tough Podcast. Bo's joined us today, and uh, we've got America's Mayor here today, and he's got, he's got a, a real important podcast. He wants to make sure that he gets out on a lot of important topics. Bo. Well, you want to know something. First of all, thank you, Mr. Mayor. I, I love you, and you're my guy, and I'm just happy that we could share it. You know, with the uh, current events which is occurring with the uh, virus and then after the virus, what's happened to our economy and driving around. The last time I came by and saw you, uh, we, there was riots out front on Madison Avenue. And while I would drive around the city, yeah. it looked like there was a hurricane coming. And all of a sudden, that was, all not, it was only the tip of the iceberg. The economic effect of the coronavirus then started making our economy go down to the toilet bowl. And then what jumps up next? These motivated, racially motivated attacks by this group called uh, Black Lives Matter. Now, you know, I want to get to the real meat of the real of what happened. There was a precipitation of an event that occurred over there in Minneapolis. And we all agree, and there's not one cop that I've ever spoke to that can agree with what that cop did when he killed uh, Mr. Ford over there. The idea of someone laying on somebody where someone's begging for, I can't breathe, there's no air, for eight and 48 minutes and uh, 45 seconds, if a dog was hung up on a fence... I would help a dog off from strangling how that man killed him. That does not shed light on what law enforcement's about. And every cop should not be painted on that. Just the only thing I didn't understand was how did this thing happen within three days in about 20 cities across the country? This enormous effect. Was this planned? This seems like they waited for a great episode to occur. And whatever network is out there, and I guarantee you if we look deep enough, there's going to be George Soros funder here and with this Antifa, Black Lives Matter. Let's look at Black Lives Matter. First of all, what I knew about them was a couple of years ago when they were stopping traffic. What do you want, dead cops? When do you want them now? Let's fry them like bacon and all that. Stop the bridges. And then what they would do is throw stuff at cops. And the next thing that happens is that this creep from Baltimore comes into New York City. We won't even mention his name, a garbage can. And he puts two bullets into two cops in Brooklyn, one Hispanic and one Asian cop. And this was the pretense of what we got now. Now, all of a sudden, Black Lives Matter is supposed to be something. And we're going to get into it. Because there's a lot of other lives that I want to talk about and i wish mr mayor that we get an opportunity and i'll go with you this is time for our president to step up on black lives matter when there's almost 7500 black on black murders every year including this past two weekends one day 18 were killed 18 blacks in chicago one day two sundays ago this past weekend 100 shot 14 dead including a little girl who is three years old does her black life matter this is what i have to say is this is such a bunch of garbage when you have 10 million arrests across the year 10 million arrests you have about 370 million interactions with cops and civilians 10 million arrests when you have nine black individuals unarmed killed by 10 million arrests you have 19 
uh, a white. And what I'm trying to say is now, all of a sudden, they jumped on a vehicle to promote everything, and now they're pulling down everything. They're pulling down poor George Washington. He can't even go over the uh, the Delaware River anymore. <laughs> what, what, what is you know? Well, let's get into this. I want I want to really get deep well, down inside because I have some numbers here that you're pretty familiar with. As far as with about 300 million uh, interactions with cops and the public, then you have, like I said, uh, fatal shootings is, I think, 1,004. Uh, That's people with guns, knives, weapons. Of those, of those, it's approximate 365 white and about 250 black, 160 Hispanic, and the others unknown. And, and then when we go down to unarmed people across the country with 10 million arrests, Mr. Mayor, we're talking with 10 million arrests. What are we talking about? We're talking about 19 white men were killed by cops and you had nine black and six Hispanic. This is what we're told. The, the numbers are so minute with the amount of arrests that there are. And these are things that I'm outraged when I looked at the numbers. I thought it was going to be several hundred cops killing black individuals. And it's not that way. Right. And what, what we're talking about, what's that word they'd love to use? Systemic? Is that the word, Mr. Mayor? Yeah, it's exactly the opposite of systemic. And systemic it's, means it's, that it's it's happening all the time. And we all watched what happened in Rockaway Beach when you had three cops, four cops over there with four, three individuals that were bothering everybody. And they were so polite for 30 minutes. Then one of the, one of the guys makes a motion. The cop brings him down. Headlock. Headlock. Bo Deedle, Cop. Detective his whole life. I used headlocks on everyone. I never killed anybody. A headlock means you bring him down. I'm five foot eight. To bring down a six foot three guy, I had to get him in a headlock. It is not a chokehold. The Gardner incident, which you're talking about all the time, I went out to the PBA and I said, why aren't we talking about it? That guy died of an acute heart attack caused by his acute asthma, and he died of a heart attack. If he did one push-up, Mr. Gardner, he would have died. Then they blamed the cop. The cop got off. But my whole point is, I can't breathe now is the motto of everything. And people can't and people can't realize that a chokehold is a choker. We had an officer, remember Baez in the Bronx, Mr. Mayor, when he put the nightstick on the guy's throat mm-hmm. and he and he strangled him to death, he choked him. He went to jail for that. That's a chokehold. What that guy did in Indianapolis, uh, I mean in Minnesota, that's Killing somebody, yeah, but I don't even know what that was. He was—he had his knee on his carotid and he was artery, choking him to death. <laughs> yeah. But for cops to take, now they're afraid to touch anybody. So I tell cops, you know, what you do, you punch him in the face, knock him out with a punch. You're better off doing that than wrestling around. People don't understand. Also, you try to lock somebody up. If I try to lock up a hundred pound lady, and she wants don't want to get locked up, it looks ugly for me to try to handcuff her. Well, do you want my perspective on that? Yes, yeah, sure. So I, I think that uh, the, 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 incident, the incident with Mr. Floyd was there. Uh, they were waiting for that. They were waiting for that for years. And if you go back and you read their documents, their manifesto, their plan, they were waiting for an incident like that. And they have a whole agenda of what they want to accomplish. I, I summar, summarize it this way. They want to teach our citizens to hate America. That's their that's their their goal is to get enough of our citizens to hate the United States so they can change our form of government, uh, whether they are realistic or not, and take over. Well, right now, all you have to do is read what they write. All you have to do is read what they write of this at a time 
where it's just causing. I mean, they're getting all this publicity right now. How do you feel about that, Bo? What's going on with what our mayor's doing? Well, look, at, we, we, have a, we have a – we have a – I call him Big Bird because he's the most – inadequate person as a person to talk to the guy he's a big jerk he he had his his honeymoon in Havana with Fidel Castro he was with the Sandinistas in Nicaragua this guy's a commie and his wife there do nothing wife the one that took a billion dollars to take care of homeless the mentally ill she can't explain what she did four years with a billion dollars then he puts her in charge of defunding the cops for a billion dollars. What the hell does she know? Nanny, oh, something new, statues. We went through that. Poor, uh, was it, Mother Cabrini there. They Everyone voted. 95% they wanted to keep Mother Cabrini's statue. She didn't like well, it. Well, that would be very, very bad to have somebody like Mother Cabrini um, put in that position because it would indicate that there was one good white person. The, yeah. what, they, what they're trying to do, Bo, and, and if you read their background documents, it's quite clear. They want us... They want, they want to turn white people against America. They want us to hate America. So they don't just go after Confederate generals. They go after George Washington. Somehow they make him bad. They make Thomas Jefferson bad. They make Abraham Lincoln, who emancipated the slaves, bad. They took down the statue of U- Ulysses Grant. He won the war. For them. For the North. For the North. That liberated blacks. How many... How many I, I mean, the man, the man should be honored rather I, than... I have a question for but you. But he's bad, too. Mr. May, how many slaves did you have uh, uh, in, your, in your household? I mean, how, many, how much of my household were slaves? No, how many slaves did you have? I have no idea. I didn't have any. Nobody else had them. It was not our fault. And in reality, there's no current slaves that are here. Where are the slaves? In Africa, countries, and all over this world. it's not about... Slavery is just another way to get us to hate our country their purpose is to take over they want to take over our government they want to here here are their aims let me read you a couple of their aims. are they that organized yeah they're damn organized and they're very well funded not just by soros but by a lot of people they want to end money bail they want to end the use of criminal history they want to demilitarize our law enforcement including law enforcement in schools and colleges. This is from three years ago, not now. They want to end public jails. They want, to, they want a guaranteed minimum livable wage for all black people, not white people, black people, with clearly articulated corporate rules. They want a commission to study reparation proposals for African Americans. They want to retroactive decriminalization, immediate release, and record expungement of all drug-related offenses and prostitution. This is all documented, Bo. Here it is, Bo, in writing. In writing. This now means, the, the newest means they want to let the Colombian cartel owners out, and the guys who are making millions of dollars killing black people with dope, black guys making millions of dollars killing people with dope, they want to let them out of jail. And they want them to have, they, they, they want it to be retroactive. And they want reparations for them. No, the newest one, one of their leaders came out and said they want to take down stained glass windows with, with Jesus Christ because they feel as though that's white racism there. And now they want to take down any facsimile of Jesus Christ being white. I mean, where are we going? With well, this make, make Jesus bad. Make Mother Mary bad. And we're really bad. I mean, we go, we're bad for 2,000 years now, not just since America. I mean, they, they, are, they want us to hate America. They want a constitutional right at the state and federal level to a fully funded education. They want us to pay for their education. They want a divestment from fossil fuels so we can't fly in airplanes anymore. 
They want to cut military expenditures dramatically, and they want a right to restore the land. They want to be able to say, they want to be able to say, that, that really is my property. I'm going to take it from you. And you're white. You're not entitled to have it. You know, you want to know something, but what we talk about now, what we're talking about now is so important. As I said, you know the president. I know the president for 40 years. I mean, in reality, this presidential election is so important for the fact they probably could take the Senate and they have the House, and it doesn't look so good for the Senate, and we're going to have a one-party system with a president, and they're going to be able to push through any of these stupid agenda they want. Now, what the president has to do, why I want to sit with him, is I have some answers. Look, at you know yourself my background. I was a servant to the black community. I only worked in Harlem, Bethesda, in East New York. I was hospitalized 30 times, stabbed. Guy shot at me five times, and he didn't have to shoot. He missed. He threw his gun down, and I didn't shoot. I didn't kill nobody. I arrested thousands. My point, my, my point is one thing. It's not about all black people. Black people I talk to all the time. We, President Trump can get them on board to vote. Let's look at one issue. The one issue I see is every city, Baltimore, New York, Chicago, is run by these Democrat liberal, doesn't have to be a black person, Democratic liberal mayor with a do-nothing liberal Democratic governor. And where are all our murders? When I looked at the numbers from the FBI of almost 70-something hundred Black people killed. 98% of them are killed by other blacks in the community. Where is Oprah Winfrey? Where are all these leaders having one of these conversations? When she had that thing on TV, I reached out to her uh, producers. I said, why don't you get somebody with the other side of the story? I would have sat on there and I would have asked directly. That's why it's not about all black people. In fact, it's about a small, small minority of black people. Look, Look at it this way. All Black Lives Matter cares about are the 90 or 9 or 30 or 200 that are killed by the police, justifiably or not. They don't give a damn about the 9,000 others, 7,500 of which are killed by other blacks. We care about them. Yeah. You, 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 you sacrificed your life to try to protect them. I, used to decoy I, I, home. I, I, I dedicated my mayoralty to protecting them. I took police from white neighborhoods. And I put them in black neighborhoods, not because I wanted to, because I wanted to save black lives. And I get very angry at them because they are ignoring the black lives that I feel matter. Right? The people who live in those communities are getting killed by a much smaller group of criminals. I was talking to one of my executives today who is black, one of my security directors, and we were having a real out talk. And he said, you know what pisses him off, uh, Mr. Giuliani, Mayor Giuliani? What pisses him off is the fact that the people are out peacefully protesting, and then all of a sudden these black matter radicals get in the middle start burning things robbing them and take away from the i'm for peaceful protest hey look at are there bad cops damn right can we fix it damn right and we have to have a record hey look at you get so many uh, uh, things against you that has to be a reason behind it. You get rid of the bad cops. There are bad cops like they're bad priests, like they're bad doctors. There's bad teachers in our school system that they allow to commit uh, rapes and they put them in a rubber room and keep them on the payroll. There's bad teachers. There's bad everything. So there are bad cops. But the majority of cops are for one thing, to protect and put their life on the line to save you. Now, this is very important where I'm going with this. My, one of my black executives, 
one of my account security executives said to me, you know, Bo, people want to vote for somebody other than Biden. But Trump has to step up and show them. And with the answers I'm going to give you here, Rudy, he was one of my things when I ran for mayor. I talked about having cops. Cops make garbage salaries. Have them make overtime. Open up schools in minority areas and bring kids like the Big Brother program. Because 78% of these kids don't have fathers. Have Big Brothers there. And then you talk to them about getting a job. Oh, you have a record? Okay, here's what we're going to do. I'll guarantee you, if you stay out of trouble for the next 12 months... I will have a law, and the president could do it, we'll have a law where we can expunge some crimes off of their records so they don't have to worry about going for a job and filling out I'm a criminal. We have to give them that opportunity. Rudy, these are ways that we can change them. Let them meet cops on a one-on-one to show that these are not bad people. Okay, okay, but, but, but let's, let's get to the heart of it right now. How do we solve the problem before we get into what the president should be doing? How do we solve the problem? It's communication and real black leaders of our community. Not Al Sharpton, base rate, uh, race beta, not these radical idiots. I'm talking about real community leaders and have what we're doing right now, have interaction. Like I reached out to Oprah Winfrey and all these people on her show, all these sports figures, everybody's on top of things with the national anthem. National anthem is not about white, black, Hispanic, Asian. You know what the national anthem is about? People that lost their lives protecting their freedoms of this country. Everyone is an American. And my thing is this. What you should do is play the national anthem. Everyone stand for our country. We have some good and bad things that we have in our country. But after it's over, you have the right to kneel, two knees, one knees, roll around on the grass, let the cameras stay there. But the point is, respect Bo, Bo, your country. Bo, it's I your think, country. It's like mine. I think, we're, I think we have to focus on the fact that it's a very small group of black people. They're well organized in Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter has been able to pull the wool over people's eyes, particularly in the last year or two. There's a recent poll in which they're more uh, approved and favorably approved than Trump, Biden, Democrats or Republicans, which is completely crazy because just two years ago they were seen as a a racist organization, which they are, which they are. Their agenda, which they have written out, they can't run away from. Their agenda is to take over our government and use it for their narrow purposes. They also engage in the time-honored extortion that you remember other people doing. Oh, yeah, but Jesse going, Jackson going down to of going Street, to corporations and saying, down. give me $2 million, give me $5 million. And then they get them to bow the knee because these people are a bunch of weak-minded weaklings. And they bow the knee to them. And the reality is... With that cover, they are now executing the agenda that they want wanted to do. That makes them very dangerous. They wanted to defund the police. Well, they're doing it in New York. They wanted to get rid of the police. They're doing that in Minneapolis. They wanted reparations. They now have a bill before Congress for reparations. Uh, they wanted to basically destroy our history. And they're in the process of destroying our history from the guy who founded America to our first president to the president who liberated the slaves yeah. to Teddy Roosevelt, who began the environmental movement. I mean, and, and now now, Rudy, if you don't have blacks on your executive board, they're going to come and go against you. Every aspect of it, it's extortion. You've handled cases with the mob. Is this extortion? It is extortion. But the whole purpose of it is to build up. A 50, 60 percent number in America 
that has been turned to hating their own country and to thinking that their own country has to be fundamentally changed and they have to be put in charge. The well, Black Lives Matter people well, should be, and Tifa people should be put in charge. This is an anarchist agenda. It comes right out of the Marxist playbook. Even the destruction of statues. Remember history. Every time Hitler marched into a town, the first thing he did is destroy all the statues. And the he, Taliban did he that want, too. He wanted to destroy their history. He wanted to destroy their nationhood. Hitler executed six million Jews. He also executed six million Orthodox. Why did he do the Orthodox? Because the Orthodox carried the nationality. They were the Albanian Orthodox, the Romanian Orthodox, the, uh, the Lithuanian Orthodox. He killed them because he wanted to kill the Lithuanian nation. They want to kill the American nation. And we are too stupid to get it. They have us kneel down during the national anthem to dishonor the national anthem. That's what it to is say the about. national anthem is a joke. It means nothing. Our flag means nothing. It has nothing to do with police brutality. You could protest police brutality in a thousand ways. But everyone, What does dishonoring the flag have to do with police brutality? Except to make it sound like all America is involved in police brutality. Right. And, not and then we got the stupid idiot who runs the NFL... Who's yeah. too weak-minded to realize I, that? And now, right now, I think the most important thing that we really could talk. You're a New Yorker. I'm a New Yorker. You're the you're the Attorney General of the Southern District, U.S. Attorney. You've there. I walked the walk of the of what went on in the late '60s and also through the blackouts of '77. I've seen it. The majority of black people are hardworking, they used to ask for educated, more police. educated people. They used that to ask want, me for more police. And you know what they want? They want their children to have what we all have, which is all there for them, but they want it, and they want what's right is right, and I support that. But they do not support these uh, Black Lives Matter radical Antifa garbage cans that are causing the majority of the, of the problems. Right now, what has to be done, and we have one president you know and I know 40 years, and I'm very serious, he has to step up. We're not with all these gingos that are around him, yesing them. We got to get at him, and we got to explain to him about, Mr. President, why have you never mentioned about seventy five hundred blacks killed by? Oh, blacks? he has. You know, no, 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 no. That has to be his directive. But he and has, what, and then he has to put in place how we're going to fix it. You know what the black guy told me today that works for me? He goes, Bo, the clearance rate of murders in Chicago are twenty five percent. Seventy five percent of the murders are getting away with it. I said that's a perfect example of what we have to do. But we Bo, have to bring Bo, more police Bo, in there. Bo, Bo, Bo. He's he has done it. The media covers it up. The, the media covers up what Black Lives Matter is all about. There are a lot of black people that support Black Lives Matter now because the media has given them a false picture of Black Lives Matter. Also, they don't cover the fact that under President Reagan, he reached the highest level of black employment, the lowest level of black unemployment, <laughs> The highest level of black wages, he, uh, he did the criminal justice reform. Obama couldn't do any of this. Do you, do you know? You, Obama didn't do any of this. Nothing, and he came from Chicago. He funded colleges. He, cut, he funded black colleges. There is no doubt that since the civil rights era, no president has done more for the black community than him. And that record, he should 
He's got, but he's got to get that record to them over a media that lies about him all the time. Rudy, I was a Fox News contributor for 12 years. I talked about the murders in Chicago, and I said, this president came from Chicago. Why is he not concerned about little Letitia sitting on a stoop, seven years old, shot in the head? Why didn't he care about it? He only cared about a questionable cop shooting in St. Louis, which he brought out there. The kid that could have been my son, all he did was stir it up. My problem right now is how... We could stop what's going on. Right now, New York, over this weekend, we had over 70 shootings. Oh. Last year at this time, we had 12. Right now, we had people being shot. I live on 90th in New York. I tell you where I live because I really don't care. I have an apartment there, and I listened last night to shootings, fireworks, shootings. And now you got a big bird mayor that comes out with quality of life. We don't want the police involved. Well, I tell you what. I tell you what. In reality... What are you going to do when you have a problem? What are you going to do? You're not going to call the cops ain't coming? I, I talked to four cops, including a black sergeant, just now, out in the street. They go, Bo, we're not getting involved. This dumbbell mayor, this dumbbell mayor, this dumbbell governor came out. He wants to pass a bill. If they determine the cop uses too much physical force, they could fire him. Now you're talking about with a cop with 20 years on the force, looking at his pension, losing his pension. You know where the cops are going? The professional cops are leaving. They're going to have a police okay, department. So, nobody. Well, let me tie it back to the objectives of, yeah. of Black Lives Matter and the objectives of Antifa. Written out five years ago. They want to do away with the police. They want to be able to select their own police for their neighborhoods. They want to be able... Black Lives Matter... Like it's going on over like there in... in the uh, autonomous zone. Oh, what, zone, what, what zone is that? The autonomous zone. What's autonomous mean? The autonomous <laughs> means they, they have now separated. Didn't they kill somebody? From the, oh, of course they did. They killed more than one person. They also want to have say in her. When they just call it the, the killing police. zone. And they got, they got guys walking around with AKs 47. How, does that, how, how do we allow that? Well, we, we shouldn't allow We've got, a, we've got a, ma- a mayor there who said this would be happy time. Happy time. Well, she's got People blood think. on her hands. Now, my, my suggestion for that is simple. Before I send the military in, I send the Drug Enforcement Administration in. You know how nice and calm they are. Yeah. And very easy on people, right? Mm. (laughs) You send the Drug Enforcement Administration in, you take all the drugs out, put it on a big truck, and they'll all come out following the drugs. (laughs) Because they're doing dope in there like like crazy. I just interviewed a guy today on my radio show. He was in there for a day. He was in there for a day. He said, you you know, you got to, you got to, you got to like push the the uh, clouds aside from the marijuana smoke. He said they're, they're having a great time, and then gangsters are running it. Every every store owner there now has to pay him a vig, like the mafia did. Yeah. And we're sitting by with these two stupid people, this mayor and this governor. Why didn't your friend, your friend, the governor? I knew his father. Which I, governor? I, I had a lot of respect for Cuomo. his father. We're talking about the, we're talking no, about Inslee. No, but I'm asking in Washington the question. who. Who, I think what happened in Washington is very simple, and you'll appreciate yeah. this. Like Colorado, they, they legalized marijuana, and now all their brains have gone soft. Yeah. Remember when the, Godfather, when the Godfather says to Sonny that his brain has gone soft because he's with, with women too much? Yeah. He says, uh, your brain must have gotten soft with all the women. I think their brains have gone soft with all the marijuana. These but people have soft brains. My important question, and, and, and may, Chad, very important question, Mr. Mayor. 
I know the governor very well. I love this dad. We're talking about Governor Cuomo. Governor Cuomo. Right. I knew the mayor. I mean, the governor very well. Governor Mario Cuomo. I have a lot of respect for him. He wasn't my cup of tea, but he was a great man. We had the same. We have exactly the same. And now, why? Here's my question. When they were burning New York down, looting and robbing, why didn't the governor send those big boys with the round hats, the state troopers in to help the New York City Police Department? Why didn't he help? He wanted to see Big Bird go down. Why didn't he send those troops from the state troopers? You know how they would kick. They'd kick some ass, Rudy, the state troopers. Well, you know I've been calling on the governor, I think, for a month to remove DeBasio. The re- governor has the power to remove him, put somebody else in charge, and I believe he should remove him because it's no longer about politics. De Blasio's incompetence is leading to people dying. Absolutely. It's leading, uh, more people have died in New York than should. I mean, how many cops Because have been we killed? have an incompetent... Well, even, that, even that, that original shooting from Baltimore, a yeah. lot of cops believe it came about because he basically just gratuitously said the New York City Police Department is racist too. What mayor attacks his own police department? Well, let's go back to one thing here. We're going back to the statues. They're pulling these statues down. It's getting crazy, right? But we, we, these statues stood for American history, right? Yes, yeah, it's right. our American history. history. It's what built our country. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I just want to get back to what this is about. It built American history, right? It's heritage, and it built American history. Why were they so, put up? So why they were put up to honor reasons, that person, to honor the person, right? The statues were built at that time. For people who were heroes to the Americans at that time, and then you know what people don't re, can't realize. Look, at, when I first came on the force, I had we had some bad cops there. I see some vicious beatings. I seen them with my own eyes. Subsequent over those years, I'm retired forty years, almost thirty five years. It changed. Everyone conforms. You can't go beat a guy's lights out, and the cops know that. The New York City Police Department is about 70% other than white. And the bad apples they pull out, 70, 99% of those cops put their uniform on to protect you and would take a freaking bullet for you or your family member. And these kids' heart and souls are being ripped out by right. this scumbag mayor and his ugly freaking wife. Okay. Well, before we, before we get into physical appearance, why don't we use the case? Why don't we use the case in Atlanta for a minute? as an example of what they've done to us, right? So you agree, every cop agrees. I haven't found a person who disagrees that the killing of Mr. Floyd was outrageous. One man a crime. And it should murder. Murder. One, two, or three, some kind of murder, murder, right? Okay. I think that frightened them. I think Black Lives Matter, Antifa, and the few people who planned this said, holy shit, there could be, there could be Unity here. I mean, the first night it happened, I said to myself, all, all, all my cop friends, including you, are calling me saying, How outrageous. Usually when this happens, my cop friends call me and say, they're framing the cop, they're going after the cop. No, outrageous. This guy's got to be prosecuted. This and then you hear, on the other side, same thing. You say to yourself, here's a chance to unify. We can unify. Correct. That scared the hell out of them. And that's why I think immediately they came in to drive away. Immediately they came in to drive away. I sent you a video last week of what occurred in Chicago, but I have not seen it on any of the news media. The video was two black cops, one female, very heavy, and a black other cop. And a white kid that was like out of it, whatever, he was on drugs or whatever, and they're wrestling with him. He was supposedly riding between train cars. Now they're wrestling with him on the ground. She's completely 
out of breath because she's so out of shape. She's wrestling. She can't. The black cop, premeditated, says to her, get up and shoot him. The white guy gets up. I sent you the video. He stands up. He, he yells, premeditated, shoot him. He shoots an unarmed white guy. All of a sudden, he starts running. Shot. He runs up the stairs. She fires another shot. Why is not that out there? Now, there's two black cops shooting white. It ain't white and black. You got got as many black cops out there. So what are you going to tell me now when a black cop shoots a black person who's a criminal? Uh, He's not a black. He uh, he is not. It's it's sort of like uh, Biden said, you know, if you support if you don't support me, you're not black. If you're a police officer, you're blue. You're not black. Oh, come on. I've heard that over and over again. I mean, I, I can't tell you how often. Well, in that's these, ridiculous. The, oh, you know it's true. I, I, I'm you know, sorry. You know I, what I'm saying is true. I'm they'll sorry. turn on a black cop as fast as they'll turn on a white Jimmy cop. Jimmy McCalvin was my detective partner. Every, every, everybody, everybody knows that, right? Jimmy McCalvin was my detective partner in 1984, the Palm Sunday Massacre. Ten dead Puerto Ricans, eight of them were children under the age of 12. We ended up working together on it. Jimmy, Jimmy McCalvin was a great detective. I would have taken a bullet for him. I don't know if he would have taken a bullet for me, but I would have taken a bullet. I didn't see black and white, Rudy. And this is 1984. You know, I saw a great partner. And that's what I looked at. I look at a person for what they yeah, are, they can't not believe for what color their skin. These racists like Black Lives Matter can't believe there are people that don't see race. I don't see race. And the president, and I'm going to tell you, the president does it. And that's why the you, president... We, we, we know the president. I, he's the least racist right, guy. I try to tell yeah. people about Trump. He's the least racist guy. Problem with President Trump is he's, when he's talking to his, 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 his guys, his people, like the other night, Saturday night, he's saying jokes. And when he said the joke about, hey, every time they test, they get more. Let's stop testing. We won't have that more. That's a joke. That's Donald Trump off the cuff. People don't understand it. And then the, the liberal media says, you see what the president's saying? Well, it's, a, it's a two-edged sword, though. The liberal media twists it, and the people who love him love him for his honesty. It's, okay. a, it's a two. It's a two. No, but he was saying it as a joke. Of you course he was. Do, do of course think, he was. Do you think because it's so close to the presidency, this is the presidential election, that this is becoming an even bigger issue yes. and sensationalized? He's got a he's got. I talked to Congressman King before I came over. I said, please get me a get me an audience with. I'd love to go with you, Rudy. What we have to do is to focus because he don't listen to any of these other people around him. What he has to do is take these numbers, the right. real cop shootings. Let him say it. We got the numbers, and then the black-on-black crimes. And what I want to do is help the inner cities stop these murders in our black communities. All black lives matter. Because if you say uh, if you say all lives matter, that's racist. Let me ask you guys. Black this. Lives Let matter. me ask you guys. If, if if the president was sitting right now and you asked him how do you solve this problem, what would he say? What I don't know what he would, what would say. say. What I would say was, Mr. President, you have to make a law. You have to pass one of your bills to get more people there to get these murder cases in Chicago from 25% clearance up to at least 90% clearance. We've got to effectively get more money for the police, more detectives to investigate these murders and lock up these murders. And also, we have to suspend a little something. This is, this is terrible right now. We have to suspend something called stop and frisk. We have to utilize it in a very professional sense. When someone's walking along, a gangbanger, and he's favoring his right side, and he, you see a bulge, you have to have the right to toss the guy and get the damn gun off the now, street. Now, Bo will know this. I started stop and frisk. Stop, question, and frisk. 
I did it for eight years. The Justice Department wanted to sue us for violating civil rights. I went down to the Justice Department myself, and I presented the case to Holder and to Janet Reno. Not exactly favorable audience. And I showed them that we didn't deprive anyone of civil rights. Because every single situation we had, we could show we had reasonable cause for suspicion. Our rate of success was around 50%, which was darn good. Unfortunately, Bloomberg expanded our 90,000 to 750,000. To 750, and his rate of success was 5%. And it was crazy because they went overboard with it. My contention is you can always take something good and by overdoing it, make it bad. Absolutely. Let's go back to the way it was. It was good enough to bring crime down by 60%. And, 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 it was good and, enough to take and then murders gonna, down by And then you're going to get the other side of the argument, Mr. Mayor. They're going to say, but more blacks are tossed of stop and frisk than whites. But the reality is the crime <laughs> That's areas. to protect black victims. The crime areas are the black areas that you're trying to get those guns where the people are being killed. Well, the point, the point, it's a simple uh, equation. The, the point that I made to them is when the Eastern District of New York who wanted to sue us said that we were... We were questioning blacks 70% of the time, yeah. and they're only 19% of the population, and therefore that's discrimination. I said we were questioning them 70% of the time because they commit about 75% of the murders. Not only that, they are identified to us as the suspect in 75% of the time. So a black person identifies them as the suspect, and I'm supposed to go question a white person? And point is, and that's going to protect black point lives. Is, point is, of the black population of America, was it thirteen percent, Rudy? Thirteen percent. I believe that's right. So Thir- yeah, America is thirteen percent. This number. So that means that's six, exactly right. 13%. That means six point five percent of the males and the males are murdering, the males do ninety five percent committing ninety five percent of the murders. I wrote an op page, uh, op ed page for the news, uh, Newsmax about the wipeout of anti-crime. I was one of the original starters of anti-crime on Randall's Island in 1971. We, caught a, we started a thing called Citywide Anti-Crime Became Street Crime Unit. We were affecting the arrests. We had 200 guys. Of 30% of the weapons were being taken off the street. Big Bird made the blessing. I called up my old partner that I came on with, Ben Tucker. He's a black. He's the first deputy commissioner. Ben Tucker. I said, Ben, what in the hell are you doing? I said, Ben, why are you wiping out anti-crime? This is the most effective. Well, they got more civilian complaints. I said, hey, Ben, you know how many civilian complaints I got? I got 40 of them. I was never founded with one. When you lock people up, they complain. Point is, the guys out there doing their job are going to get the complaints again. The cops that are driving around with blinders on, not getting involved, they don't get in trouble. So, so Bo, you, you've said this before. Cops in New York City, more than half are of the cop population in New York City is No, it's not about white. Six, 65% is not white. Yeah. 65% right. not white. Black, Hispanic, and yeah. Asian. Right. So, so now, go ahead. Okay. So almost everything we're talking about now in dealing with black-on-black crime, is to save black lives. It's to save black lives. 65%, 65% roughly, of the, of the people who commit murders, the victims, and the suspects are black. 23% are Hispanic. 10% are white, and 2% are Asian and other. So 65% of the time, when you're dealing with a murder complaint 
It's about a black person killing another black person. So most of our efforts are being done to save the black community. And somehow they twist that around to racism. It isn't racism. The people who try to reduce black-on-black crime are the ones that are trying to save the real lives in the black community. And they shouldn't be bullied by this racism uh, allegation. What happens to the white community, these industrial people who put their knee down, or the head of the, the commissioner, they have guilt. They're playing on white guilt. I don't know what their guilt is, because I don't have any guilt. Never, never owned any slaves. None of my relatives ever did. I'm not sure if my relatives did if I would feel guilt, but I might. But I never did anything bad to a black person in my whole life. You know, I, I, all, I, I did, all I did is save more black lives than any mayor in the history well, of the city. You know, I want to, I want to give and you I a- love black people as much as I love white people. Because I, I have the old-fashioned notion and, and that we're all children of God. No one ever called you a racist. No we're one ever all children called. of God. But listen to this. You know, when there was an issue, I'm not a smart person. I'm a high school graduate. But I knew one thing. When Donald Trump was running for president, I went to see him in his office. I said, Donald, I have an idea for you. Right now, our veterans are getting cast aside. It takes three months for them to see a doctor in the VA administration. I said, Donald, if you give them a VA card where they could go to any doctor, send the bill to VA administration. I, he goes, Bo, what a great idea. He, it's called Veteran's Choice. Oh, it's great. It's terrific. When, when he, was, he, was, he, I was, he was just talking about I it. was with him in, 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 at the uh, Steve Ross's house. I didn't pay that kind of money. But with all these billionaire oh, guys. Did you, sneak, did you sneak in? I, I was sitting next to Lindsey Graham. And all of a sudden, hey, Donald Trump. I can assure you, he didn't pay either. Well, no. He was a guest. <laughs> Donald Trump said in front of all these billionaire guys, Ross, Roth, all of them. You know, Bo, the veterans should thank you. You're the one who gave me the idea for the veterans' choice. I save people, and I love the idea. When you look at common sense, that's common sense. This whole thing about blacks being killed by blacks is common sense. We could come to a conclusion to break this wall, this division down. And you know who could do it? Donald Trump, because if he loses, it's over, Rudy. He's got to step up big. He's got to sit down. Instead of the Me Too people around him, his uh, son-in-law there and all these other people that don't know Dick from Chinola, he don't need them as advisors. Uh, he needs people that know what the hell they're talking about. Bo, Bo, Bo. That's, all that's, lives matter. He, need, he, need, he needs those people around him, believe me. I know them well. This is very, very complicated. They know about the How many times was, they don't was, know about this? How many they know times about other things? How many times How many times does he stand? How many Bo, times he Bo, shot? Bo. I, I was the mayor, and I had people around me with different experiences. So I had uh, a deputy mayor who was a very conservative Republican. I had a deputy mayor who was a regular Democrat. I had a de- deputy mayor who was a conservative Democrat. I had a deputy mayor who was a liberal. So every time I had an argument, I got all points of view because uh, you want that. You want a bow, you want a bow okay. deedle, and you want okay. somebody else on the other side. And for a guy like Trump, that's really good because you know he makes all the decisions. Yes. He makes – think about the Iraq thing, right? Yeah. They had him convinced – Bolton wanted to bomb. They had got all convinced he was going to go bomb Iraq. Now, I'm gonna just explain to you what happened. He started to think about it. He called one general in who he thought was the most reasonable. And he said to him, General, how many people did they kill with, their, with, with taking down the drone? He said, uh, nobody, Mr. President. Well, how many people are we going to kill? He said, about four or 5,000. 
Innocent wow. people? Yeah, about four or 5,000. We'll kill about 1,000 of the bad guys. But, you know, there's no way not to kill four or 5,000 innocent people. He said, how does that look? I mean, they didn't kill us. They cost us money. And we go kill them. First of all, that sounds like it's morally wrong. Mm-hmm. And secondly, all of Europe, I'll lose them in my effort to try to contain Iraq. I get it. And he stopped it. I get it. Distraction to make us hate America and allow these thugs who are a small, it's like the mafia. They're a small percentage of the black community, but they are conning everybody. They're Rudy, conning everybody. Rudy, this is one tough podcast. I got the meat right now. Here's what I want my president to do. Utilize the Department of Justice, the FBI, FATF, every unit we have in the federal government to hit our inner cities and take those frigging guns off the street and stop the murders of our black communities in our inner cities. And that could be directed by the president. These Americans are dying at the hands of other black. Let him make an initiative. Bring in the FBI. Bring in the ATF. Bring them in there. Let's stop the killings in our inner cities. Mr. President, that's what you got to do to show you're not going to wait for another 18 people to die this weekend in Chicago. Flood the place with FBI, ATF, D and let's take the damn guns off the street. That's what we have to do. Well, it seems to me, just to make it a little more balanced, the best program for the president to do is two parts. Part one, have a realistic program to, to reduce and eliminate police brutality, which he came pretty close to doing with, with the executive order that he put out. I mean, how can you reduce police brutality? Only three ways, right? You've got to make sure you select the right people. You've got to have a good vetting process. You're going to fail sometimes. Then you've got to train them. You've got to train them. You've got to train them really to act different than their emotions would allow them to act. If you're a civilian and you're a tough guy, a strong guy, they, most cops have to be, right? Sure. If somebody comes up to you and spits you in the face, you're going to punch them in the mouth, right? If you're a cop, you can't do that. So we've got to train them in how to be professional. And finally, we got to evaluate them. And we do that with Comstat in New York. Evaluate them to make sure they're not one of these crazy guys. This guy who, who, who did Mr. Floyd had 18 complaints. Until I look at them, I have no idea if they're good or bad. But nobody looked at them. I do agree. I do agree with the history of a cop. But then again, if they had the history of me out there, I don't think I'd, <laughs> I would be a cop. You would. You I would. I know you would. I, yeah, but I'm I, proud of every one of them. The problem with civilian complaints are every criminal makes a civilian complaint. <laughs> right. That's the point. But then every once in a while, it's correct. So you got to look at them, and yeah. but you have to have experienced, smart people looking at them. Then you you reduce or eliminate. Police brutality, which will save less than 1% of black lives. And then we work on the other 99% that is wiping out the young black community, which they don't want to do anything about. Mm. And we got to challenge other black people. We got to challenge other black people, other than these uh, frauds who are part of Black Lives Matter, to start caring about the 7,500 that are killed by blacks every year, the 9,000 that are killed altogether every year. That's where they, they, they're using, they're losing their youth to murder. They have murder rates that are like a war. And, it, and, and, and the reason is that the leadership of their community 
abandons them. Yeah. I mean, you, well, you, you know in Harlem, mm-hmm. Harlem was run for 20 or 30 or 40 years by a bunch of black politicians. Right. We can name them, right? Yes. Okay. Those guys didn't do a damn thing to reduce crime in Harlem. Not at all. They didn't do a damn thing to no. save black lives in Harlem. They didn't do a damn thing to help Harlem. The place was a hellhole, like Baltimore. And they all seem to have retired millionaires. Right. 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 For some reason, politicians become They become millionaires. Magically, Charlie Wrangle's a millionaire. Uh, yeah. I know, I know how they became millionaires. They couldn't bullshit me. I knew why they became millionaires. But to, but we're missing and one I ignored them and reduced crime in Harlem. If I had paid attention to them, Harlem would still be the way it was before I came in. We're missing one key point here. What is media's role in all of this? Oh, we, we, we uh. all know that. Nothing good they want to show. My point is right now, Chad, we're at a point, uh, Rudy, right now, where if this president shows an effective initiative to the black community, I care about all black matters. The 7,500 people that were killed in 2019, I am now authorizing the FBI, ATF, DEA to infiltrate these cities. These, that are, these, all things, are-, these are all things that should be considered, but you've got to remember. Go ahead. This is politics we live in. Right. The president could have every good intention in the world in saying that, and the headlines in 80% of the newspapers will be, Trump, the racist, wants to invade the black community. How about he talks about it before? I looked at these numbers. <laughs> they won't put it on television. Oh, hold on, hold on. I met with Rudy, It'll be on Fox. I, I met with Rudy Giuliani and Psycho Bo, and then all of a sudden <laughs> they brought up these numbers, these facts. I'm outraged, and now with my authorization as president of the United States, I want to stop black lives but from being killed. Before we quit, I want to ask you a question. Okay. Did you examine the, uh, the situation that it was the second one, right? Uh, uh, Rashad, yeah. was it Rashad Brooks? Yeah. Who was uh, who was shot? Yeah, yeah. And probably eighty percent of America is convinced that that's some kind of a police brutality. Police. All right. Is that uh, a perfectly justifiable? Shooting? I'm going to tell you. Something. Is that a perfectly justifiable? Shooting? You ask me a question. I'm going to give you an honest answer. You give me an honest answer. My point is, they had his car. They had his license. This guy will first of all. For two cops, he got away. If he turned around or shot the other cop, then you shoot him. My point is he's running away. This guy is going to go home. You can always pick him up after in the environment that's out there, Rudy. And then they come with a murder one charge against him before the investigation. If anything, he should have been suspended uh, and looked at I, the investigation. Why? Why did you shoot? I'm going to tell you what why. was in his mind. No, gonna, what was in his mind? He could come back and say, "Look at he fired the taser at at me. That's why I shot." He turned around so quickly, the bullet hit him in the back. And you know what? I don't want to see anybody die. But that's what was in my mind. Of course, it at was. that time, what that cop does, what he does, you have to be. You could be a Monday morning quarterback. I used to go to the grand jury after something serious happened, and the next thing is everyone second guessing you. It comes down well, so quickly. Well, that district attorney who stood <laughs> he's under up, indictment, right? Well, he's under investigation. That district attorney who said that the taser is not lethal had indicted two police officers three weeks earlier for using based on the fact that a taser is lethal. And I just read a story. I got to find it somewhere that the uh, 
the police shot somebody with a taser and killed him the other day. Oh, you! if someone has a heart problem... So don't tell me the taser isn't lethal. If that cop had a heart problem and he hit him with a taser, he could kill him. And in the middle of something like that, you know this better than I do, the middle of something like that, you're fighting with the guy. The guy punched you in the head. Really? He, he took your taser. Within three seconds, you're running after him. He turns around and he shoots at you. Your instinct is to shoot him right. back. You don't know he's turning around running. Absolutely. You don't know Absolutely. what else he has. How do you charge a cop like that with premeditated murder before you know because the investigation? Because we, we live in a McCarthy era right now. No, yeah. A, a, yeah I don't impulse, know if people know who McCarthy an is. impulse era. Impulse. Yeah, First impulse. The emotions. They've taken the emotions of the Floyd killing, and they have wiped out reason and yeah. rationality and common well, sense. You can listen to me, Mr. And the media, the media will cover anything that's anti-police and anything that is pro not black, pro-Black Lives Matter. I'm very they romanticize this revo- revolutionary organization that wants to rip away American values. And heart. First of all, I want to thank you, Mr. Mayor. This is one of the greatest insights for people to listen to this conversation. I hope. I hope. And I'm going to tell you something. I hope we're getting through, Bo. Somebody, and I mean what I said. I want to try to get to the president. I, talk, I, I get a little upset. But, but just understand it's more complicated when you're president. I understand that. But the point is, if he's trying to show he to is. stop the murders in our black communities, he now is stepping up when he should be outraged about that three-year-old little girl. Call her by name. Call her by name. And what's wrong with her black life? What I'm doing is authorizing the Department of Justice, ATF, DEA, because obviously that city cannot be controlled. They're having effectively six to 700 murders every year in Chicago. And that's the place where President Obama came. He didn't do anything for eight years. I'm going to do something about it. That's something that's important. The thing I want to say, Bo, is whatever else about this podcast, what, what you display is your passion for truly saving black lives and your love of black people. 1984, Rudy. And they, 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 they have nothing to do with saving black lives. All they have to do with exploiting a couple of shootings yeah. so Nin- they can tear America down. 1984, 10 people dead. I was the lead detective. My lieutenant's calling me on the radio to call the, the station house. I went to apartment. I opened the door. There were four seven-year-old black triplets. These were foster kids in the apartment. I walk in there. We're completely naked with feces all over them. I walk in there. I open up the refrigerator door. There was no food. And I said, where's your, where's your mother? This was the foster mother. They go, we don't know. I waited for half hour. I kept getting 10-2. 10-2 mean call the station. My lieutenant. The mother came back. I said, let me tell you something. I'll be back here every week. If these kids don't have food, aren't dressed properly, I said, I'm taking these kids out of here. I get back to the station house. My lieutenant, Herbie Holman, says, Deedle, where the hell you been for an hour and a half? I said, I had three kids. He goes, you're worrying about three kids? We got a mass murder going on. He said, that's the problem. I do worry about three black kids because I want them to look at me as a detective and know I care. Well, I know you do. I know you do, and you wouldn't be doing this tonight if you didn't. And... We need more people to see through the, the propaganda. I, I wanted to say a different word, but prop- the propaganda that the media and these Black Lives Matter people and Antifa, and you are absolutely right, but I, I can't prove who's doing it, but this is being paid for. Absolutely. Big money. We're and not if, talking about little money. We're talking if, about big money. And if we, don't li- if we don't win this election with Donald Trump, whether you like him or not, 
This country will change like you know they they, they took two million dollars worth of watches out of one store in New York. Rolexes, yeah. But 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 may you're yeah, also but, not talking no. about the fact that they were dropping off bricks. Yeah, yeah. But do you but do you think that was done just that that goes into the, that goes into the treasury? This is a this is an anarchist revolutionary movement trying to get us to hate our country, and to some extent, right now they're succeeding. When they get when they get the commissioner of the NFL to say he's going to take a knee. God, that's unbelievable. You had some cops in some towns washing the feet of people. I've never seen anything like this. This has gone to a position. Right now, this is the most important election of our lifetime because it looks as though we're going to lose the Senate. And even if Trump wins. No, we have to acknowledge that there's police brutality. And let's clear But it we up. can't acknowledge it to the point of saying that's really the problem right. when the real problem is Police brutality amounts to a couple to hundreds of blacks dying. And blacks killing blacks is 7,500 a year. That's the problem. Let's go solve that. Then we can really save black lives. Yeah. I want to thank you so much, Rudy, for for doing this. Chad, thank you so much for hosting us. And uh, I uh, hope everybody listens and gets takes away from what we talk about. This is not a a, a gallantry thing that we're doing. We're talking because we care, Rudy. You love this city. I love this city. Uh, this I cry. Well, it's breaking I watch, my heart. I watch this city go in this direction. Uh, maybe I was living in a false world, but I left being mayor. And whatever you think of Bloomberg, you can think. But at least he kept this city I safe. Like he kept this city safe. I was so happy. I disagree with Bloomberg on so many things as a conservative, him a liberal. The main thing, he respected the police. He let Kelly run the department. I don't agree with Kelly on everything, but I agreed with him on the big things. And he kept our city even safer. Mm. God, I was so happy. And then this moron takes over. And from the beginning, when he started letting homelessness cross the street from my apartment, he had a guy that was defecating on the street. I went to the precinct and I said, get rid of him. They said, the mayor said we can't do it. How about when he came out? I said, you don't have to listen to the mayor. How about when Go he get him. When I was running for mayor against him, he put the law where you could pee on the street. So I put a bullseye yeah, we, yeah, on yeah. Gracie Mansion and I invited everybody to pee on Gracie Mansion. I told the cops, I told the cops in the precinct. We stopped peeing in the street and defecating in the street during the dark yeah. ages. We got to cause the plague. All right. We could, we could do this again, Rudy. I want to yeah, yeah. really thank you, Rudy. You know what? You know talking I love to, you. Talking to you, you're a man with intelligence, and you know what you're talking about, and I respect you, and I weigh things out. You have good, bad, and everything. You have good cops, bad cops, but let's live as Americans together. Thank, thank you. you. And, thank Bo, you. thank you very, very much. You know, you. you know how much respect I have for you. Thank you, Rudy. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.